All right, welcome people of Earth to this podcast. Also, welcome all Vulcans, Romulans to the uh, Star Trek podcast. I'm also going to welcome Basilids. Going to welcome Trill. Going to welcome mm. Ferengi. I don't know that everyone should be welcome. I don't know. They I don't walk know. I want to welcome Cardassians. Going to welcome the Vulcan, of course. Mm. Yeesh. Why are you gonna make a lot of enemies with this uh this intro? I'm trying to think. I, I, I'm trying to run out of Star Trek races. I don't know them that well. Oh, Klingon. Gotta welcome the Klingon. I don't know what any of this is. You been watching Star Trek? I have. Yeah, I'm on. Uh, I'm on like season three, Deep Space Nine, or season four, Deep Space Nine now. Nice. That's right. I'll say that. Uh, I'll say that the. Um, the format of me watching Star Trek TNG, like the crazy style that Flask hates, it worked much better for TNG where everything was like truly reset every episode than it does for Deep Space Nine. I, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. There I are have definitely. gone back and like just started. I I, I think I may am just going to restart the series at some point soon and just start watching it straight because. There's some really weird shit that happens, and I didn't see the first episode, and the, whatever story thread is continuing, so I'm like, oh, I oh, really no. don't understand at all what's going on. Yeah. What character was it? Uh, it was it was an O'Brien episode. Oh fuck yeah! Oh, O'Brien episodes are fucking great though. Since when does he I mean, have I a love kid? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I saw TNG. That was a TNG episode. <laughs> Worf delivered the baby. Yes. Dude, amen. Hi, welcome to the Broken Campfire Podcast, the world's greatest video game podcast of all time. We are, as always, Andy, John, Flask, and Greg, but missing Vito. But that's all right. We've got two Vito brains here. They are John, who has the left Vito brain, I think, and Flask with the right. Yeah, pretty yeah. much anything we talk about, I'll give Vito's left uh, brain opinion on. So it'll be like g- he's here. I was going to say, I made a mistake in taking Vito's right brain last episode. <laughs> all, he, all it ever oh. thinks about is uh, like taking pictures of cookies and playing music for fun instead of profit. I, I, I think it's I his just... left brain that would have known <laughs> things that I lack, you know? Uh, no, this one just keeps counting. Yeah, but I, need, I, I might need that sort of thing. It's up to like 30,000 now. It doesn't stop. It just keeps going. That's <laughs> the part that he uses during the Audacity sync up. And every now and then, John, you hear a cha-ching. Yeah, yeah a, t- a t-shirt idea comes out. I could make money with this. Yeah, we, we're going to do the traditional podcast thing with the roundtable of the news. We, but heading up the roundtable, we're going to talk about Larian's Baldur's Gate 3 and a little demo that we all tried out. But first, let's jump right into Baldur's Gate 3. It's not Divinity 3, but you might be fooled. Um, yeah, But yeah, the guys who made... Divinity finally released Baldur's Gate in early access with the first act. John and Greg, you guys have been playing it? Yeah, I've got about, looking here, 16 hours into the game. Oh. Uh, right, how much do you have? We've got the same. We've been playing together. I don't know if you've been I doing have a solo game. 13 or hours. I uh, okay. I know you guys were, like, were playing another game at one point. Oh, yeah, yeah we did start. We, did, yeah, we didn't get very far, but we did start another game. Uh, I mean, I'm love. I mean, so it's, all right, it's an early. Let's get everything out of the way. All right, 
early access. Game's not coming out for at least another year, and they're charging 60 bucks for it. So there, a lot of people are going to be kind of uh, shied away. It's a big investment to make, especially if, you know, uh, maybe you're not familiar with the Baldur's Gate series, or, you, you know, you're not familiar with the, the genre. I could see being a little wary. However, if you've played Divinity, uh, you know, if you like D&D 5th Edition, um, if you like Baldur's Gate, it's just like a no-brainer. I mean, even in like, the, and it is buggy right now, let me tell you, even in a buggy state right now, I can already tell I'm going to put just as much time into this as uh, I did Divinity. In Divinity, I've got like 500 hours. Uh, I've got nothing but good first impressions, but uh, Greg, what do you think? I gotta agree. I mean, you know, there are bugs in the in the early access, but of if you when it isn't but when it isn't bugging out, it's a very very fun game. I I enjoy it a lot. Cool. So I think uh, the big difference between it and say Divinity is that it has the turn based Divinity combat, but um, it's <clears throat> built entirely on fifth edition rules. Is that right? Yeah, and this actually, uh, and actually, I think they did fix this one. And, they, and yeah, I'll say to their credit, um, the game's been out for a little over a week, and I think they've already had three like hot fixes and one just like meaty patch. So a lot of the problems we did run into on the first day are gone. Not that they're all gone, but a mm-hmm. lot of them were. So it is getting better. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I'll just say yeah, even starting. Um, like you said, comparing like the the turn based, and it confused me originally. And I think they did add more tutorials already in the combat. Yeah, it, it is like um, Divinity in the way that it's turn based. And I think they even changed it from like that demo they had because people didn't like how the initiative worked, and it was a little bit confusing at first. But basically, it's like D and D. Everyone gets initiative, but unlike um, something like Divinity, you are taking you can take your turns at the same time. So you know if you and, you know, if me and Greg roll and we get the same initiative and, like, same with, like, a, a right, random work or whatever. Yeah, we're all taking them at the same time. And basically, you know, when you end and you click a little, like, uh, hourglass to end your turn, you're not really ending your turn. You're just queuing up to end your turn. And then when everyone in that bracket is ready, then it goes to the next people. And I actually, I think that I like that better than Divinity because a lot of Divinity, you know, as much as I've praised it, is sitting around waiting for it to be your turn again. Uh, you know, everyone takes their turn individually, one at a time. I think it makes the combat flow faster, and I think that there's, uh, I don't know, there's more strategy around it. Sure, yeah. And does it, it, it does it fall fifth edition where like each turn is one action and in the bonus you also action? Have shit yeah. Like, yeah. So when you're level one, yeah, I don't, I don't know how. I mean, it seems as far as you know, all the number stuff seems to follow 5th edition almost exactly. I don't know about it, like, in the background and stuff, but yeah, exactly like that. You have, uh, you know, your main action and a bonus action, uh, and your movement, and yeah, you know, you got your, all the things you would have if you were playing D&D, like, you can dash, you can disengage, uh, You guys got any cool cantrips? I'm a fighter, so I don't fucking delve in the lesser arts, but they, Kurt uh, has a stupid illumination spell that he uses every single turn, <laughs> even though it does. It's like a bonus action. Yeah, so he'll just do it at the end when he didn't use it for fun. Uh, Greg's a spell boy, though. He can tell you about spells. Like I'm a warlock. I have a lot of uh, like poison spells that I've started using. 
I uh, can summon an imp. I think uh, one of my cantrips is like, it's called Deathly Touch. And if I touch someone, it gives them necrotic damage. So I like to hit people I with think, that. Uh, oh, Chilling Touch? I'm not, I'm not an that that's pro, but I think that's like the Warlock's thing, is that, is that the Warlock kind of specializes in really good cantrips. Like, lesser so of like spells of higher levels, more like just getting more and more good cantrips and having a All my spells level. are either like to hurt someone or uh, to charm someone so they don't hurt me. And it's really a, it's a really funny mix. That's cool. Uh, I mean, yeah, and I don't know, there's just, there's so much. And it's really access, so, you know, they're going to be keeping in more. Um, like, right now, like I said, I can only speak to me and being a fighter. You know, when I get to level 3, you get to pick, like, your subclass. And I'm, I'm assuming they're going to add more. Right now, they have Battlemaster and, uh, I think it was, like, Arknight or something. You can basically just go into, like, magic as well. Right. Uh, there's just so many options. I could see myself playing this game so many times, uh... I'm just, uh, I, I, I mean, the dialogue, you know, so many options, just like Divinity, uh, except for better, I, I don't know, I, it's pretty much just Divinity, but better, it's just stepped it up in every way. Uh, so, do you, does, does the game still have, like, the, the, the Divinity cheese factor, like, finding ways to abuse the game mechanics to, you know, dump the enemy into lava, or, like, make a fortress so right with now. furniture? Okay, so it, like I said, it is really access, and I do expect things to change. Right now, shoving somebody, uh, it's it's so powerful, and I guess it oh, yeah. should be powerful in D and D. But I mean, it's like insane. Cause, you know, you're fighting on all different types of terrains, and, and you just push them so far, you're just yeeting people off a cliff. We were, we were just <laughs> giant. Oh it's my nuts. goodness. Uh, I, I heavily suspect. I think it's only cost a bonus action too, if I remember. I think they're definitely gonna change That's that. Wild. Uh, and and like I said, we it's early access. It's supposed to only be like a, the first small like chunk of the game. We've been playing for sixteen hours, and we're still we haven't beat the early access. We haven't gotten to the, the end of the main quest. That's it cool. looks like we've That's still cool. gotten. We've been just uh, you know, for our first playthrough. We haven't even. I don't want to say doing it right, but we've actually just been slaughtering everybody. Everyone Sometimes on accident. <laughs> Sometimes on accident, but. I mean, just nobody. Like, sometimes there's, like, this goblin camp. You could go in and, like, talk to them and infiltrate them. And we, we didn't really do it on purpose. We were, like, fighting people. And then the fight got out of control. And it moved a little too over to the side. And then, uh, you know, those people got involved. And then it just it sparked to the whole camp. Did you start uh, a goblin you know, war? We, dude, goblin war with dozens, at least, at <laughs> least twenty goblins and bears and fucking just slaughtered. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, That's I mean, awesome. Baldur's Gate three, huge thumbs up so far. Uh, uh, how many hours were the first two games about? Do we know? Do we remember? Uh, I do not play Baldur's, Baldur's Gate or Divinity. Divin. Oh, sorry, Baldur's Gate. We can do a quick Google one. I played it. I was such a stupid small child. Actually, I don't even think I beat it. Being such like a, uh, an idiot, I guess. I, I still, still haven't played to describe them. It. <laughs> and I was just wondering if like if they offered a great deal of content, many hours of content, or if they were more like I don't know. Quick reasonable. Google search. Well, apparently, on Baldur's Gate Two and the Enhanced Edition, the main story is forty-seven and a half hours. Main and extra is seventy seven and a half, and completionist is one hundred forty one. So apparently they do okay. offer a uh, a bunch of huh. uh, content. I don't remember being that big, but you know, 
also, I also played when I was a stupid kid. I don't even know if I ever beat it. Yes. <laughs> they, they, of course, they are completely different games from Baldur's Gate 3 just because Baldur's Gate 3 has a divinity combat system. I want to say, and I take it with a grain of salt because I may be making this up, I think they announced or alluded that it might, I, I want to say they said twice as big as Divinity 2, or twice as long, which would be pretty insane. That would be pretty I mean, Divinity 2 is already like 50 hour game, right? Yeah. Yeah, I would say, I would say about around there. It's pretty um, wild. And that sort of makes sense that they're really committing to it. I did have another question, which was, classes aside, what uh, characters did you create? Oh, yeah, they have, uh, and, and they're only going to add more, too. In the early access, I want to say they have, what, nine or nine to 13 races. Uh, and, you know, all of them have two to three sub-races or whatever. Me, I'm just playing a dwarf, you know me, I'm a dwarf man. Uh, I'm just uh, a uh, dumb Humey. <laughs> dumb Humey Greg, we have Kurt, who's playing our albino drow. He he, he, is. he he just well, he needs everyone to know that he's an albino drow. He tells everybody, yeah. lets us know every few minutes, and then uh, I think Knoxville's just a human too. Um, when we full com- when it comes out in retail though, we do have a plan to make an entire halfling team, and make uh, a fellowship. Yeah, uh, got another game where I'm a tiefling, so that's pretty neat. Um, yeah, ha or uh, yeah, elves, half elves. Um. I think I'm missing at least two or three races they have in early access. But they got a lot. They got a lot to choose from. Like I said, they all have their sub sub races too. There's there's just so much content already. I imagine you guys saw that thing. uh, Oh, just like the uh, part of the patch notes or something. Like at some update from Larian where they were like, (laughs) I guess like jokingly deriding the, the player base for averaging out to making like a human fighter, like a generic white male human fighter <laughs> they they yeah, like compile the all the data do, right yeah just uh, sounds like john um, punchman sounds like a kind of game that if you definitely like divinity games you should definitely pick it up but maybe unless you're dying to play it give it a couple months to work out some more of the bugs uh yeah, and then um like you said, community updates. Uh, I, apparently the launch has been great. I don't know. I, I take this with a grain of salt as well. Uh, they've said this many times that the. I'm just reading directly from the little Steam page now, but it says good news. Uh, launch has been much bigger than expected, and it's good, I guess. But I don't see how they didn't know people were just gonna fucking come to this game in droves, you know. Like a returning IP, yeah, developers makes sense. But according to their update, apparently when when it did come out or when it did like launch, because you couldn't pre-order it, you know, you had to just buy when it came out. Uh, mm. Steam went down. They said we had a, a bunch of problems in chronological order. It apparently broke Steam, uh, and then it broke their launcher, and then it broke their support pipeline page. Uh, and then it. Broke and then they go hearts. on to say these are all good problems to have, and then they, you know these. Blah, blah, blah. Thank you for playing our game. I think uh, a lot of that just comes down to, like... I, I've read a lot of sober analysis of that kind of thing since. I mean, it, it makes sense from a company's side that you're going to get that kind of traffic on one day. And it's going to break everything. But then it's going to be fine after that day. 
So I, I it makes a lot more sense to me now why they don't spend a bunch of money on upgrading their servers or whatever for that day. Yeah. So a lot of that's just standard messaging, you know. Oh, hey, our game is doing so good. It's a good thing that we have, we're having these problems, you know. Yeah, for sure. But, uh, Stop it. Get, Go ahead and try it. We did see, um, it's going to come up in the news later, but the game did have over a million copies sold in the first week. Uh, that's pretty cool. Man, yeah, yeah, it's lot. pretty crazy. I say sell more. All right, yeah, cool. That's Baldur's Gate three, and another game that uh, several of us played together. It's Party Animals. This is <clears throat> we played the demo for Party Animals, which just ended yesterday. I think it lasted for like two weeks. I think it came out of the Steam Autumn Games Festival, whatever they're calling that. Um, I think that's it. That game kind of just. For me, I, I never heard of it until you mentioned it, I think, John. And, uh, uh, man, I, th- I think in summation it just feels like a much smoother, more fluid, better version of Gang Beasts. You know, I really like the movement in that game a lot. Yeah, I don't It's weird how much better it is than Gang Beasts. <laughs> I, I kept thinking that, yeah. And Gang Especially... Beasts had such a long time. And not that I, I do like Gang Beasts, it's just that, like... Yeah, me too, for sure. One, I mean, okay, so yeah, let's back up, right? So it, it is a demo, you can no longer play it. Um, the, the demo came with uh, three levels, which is fun. Um, and I, I, I think you said you you read a Q&A or something. I, I found a Q&A that said... Yeah, I got um, the low down. Yeah, yeah when, it, when it launches, they want to have ten levels... Which yeah. is already, I think, would be way more than Gang Beast has. For sure. um, and it's more than I expected to. I mean, I would have been happy with like six levels. I mean, yeah, just twice as many as what we have now. Yeah. 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 For sure. Um, I also I read. Oh, go ahead. I did not know what this game was. Like, I had never seen any footage of it at all. It's literally just Gang Beasts, except they're animals and the lighting is better. <laughs> I think John just brought it up one night when we had a bunch of people who wanted to play something. He's like, it's free. It looks yeah, fun. I, I and like, I, we just tried it and we're like, wow, this feels good. Okay. I, I want to say I did see this or they did show this off. One of the, you know, one of the live streaming events they showed where they just, oh, here's a bunch of games that are coming out in the next, you know, maybe the PC game show or something. Anyways, yeah, I, I had the, the game on my radar, but I didn't know it was coming out with a demo or anything for the fall. I'm glad it did. Um, I also read that, and they say it's kind of far in the future because they want to make sure it works and it's fun for everyone. But they they do actually want to have like a custom map maker. So yeah, and and that kind of thing adds so much likes to these types of games. Oh, I understand absolutely. it's a challenge for them to make a custom level editor because they they often are just building levels from scratch. They're not often doing it through like a, a level editing UI. So to make one is a whole challenge. But I really think it's always worth the effort for these types of multiplayer party games. It's just, it hurts so much seeing games come out like this that don't have a, a workshop support. It's, it's like, like Beasts. I know. Yeah, it just you look sucks. look at the game like, and, you know, you just... It, well, look at that compared you, to Human uh, Fall Flat, you know? like Dude, he, Human Fall Flat went from being a game that I would maybe have played for five or six hours to a game that I have about 90 hours in, purely based on workshop alone. Absolutely. Huh. I mean, just, I haven't played it nearly as much as you, but for sure, I, I completely agree. Um, yeah, I mean, it's great. We uh eight eight player game. Um, you gotta pick different uh, the variety of animals. We just said they're going to add more. You know, cats, dogs, ducks, 
rhinos. Hip hop. Um, Talk about being the last last animal standing. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah, you pick your animal. You pick your you know they got different shades and colors, and then you usually draw your not usually but you're dropped in these stages, uh, and little weapons drop, uh, which are fun. <laughs> I, I, I wonder if they're gonna or I hope they have some sort of uh, customization. You know, where you can affect item drops or take different items off. Oh, you mean like a Smash Smash game? Yeah. Where you can go yeah, in the if back they didn't, and... I wouldn't be like, you know, fuck them, but I think it'd be really I, cool if they did have that. I'm just saying, I would not have hated to have a gentleman's agreement not to use the ice gun on the submarine <laughs> map, at least. Yeah, sometimes it does get annoying, but eh, it's, it's whatever. They got party. I mean, yeah, it wasn't that bad. Party it was a party items. game. Final Destination. Yeah, that's problems. No items, fucking temple stage. That's it. Some of those items, like, the items are so fun, though. Like, some of it's bullshit, but at the same time, when you pick up the fucking lollipop mace and you're just swinging and watching everyone around you going flying, man, sass Even the ice gun can be pretty fun. You know, if somebody can grab you while you ice them, then you're, oh, you're yeah, like stuck yeah, to them and stuff. For sure. For There's sure. a lot of goofiness. I always uh, like the... Um... Oh, go ahead. No, no, no. I, I, I always like the uh, dynamic maps better in Gang Beasts. I like the ones that things happen in them, or you need to keep right. Moving, some sort of or, environmental effect, yeah, or the I, trucks moving. Well, that's Are the thing about like that in Party Animals. Well, that's the thing I yeah, like about Party Animals is like every, every level. level is like that. I mean, some more okay. or less. I mean, well, one level. The, the the most dramatic example of that is a submarine level, where you start on a submarine that's like half submerged in water, and throughout the level. The submarine gradually dips further and further into the water, and you have to climb up the sub to stay alive. Oh, okay. Neat. Um, there's the there's an airplane level where you uh, well you're just fighting on top of an airplane like a a bi wing, um, and uh, as the match progresses, eventually the plane will start to ice over from the cold, and it'll be impossible to get a grip, and you'll slide off. And probably the the most deathmatchy level is just a big Aztec arena that has uh, trenches on all ends that are filled with poison gas. And if you poison stay long enough, the gas will filling. rise throughout the level. Uh, okay. I wasn't. Um, I I do like interactive things. I wasn't a fan of the like, and and when these happen fast, they're like they kind of they don't go back. You know what I mean? So it kind of guarantees like that the match is going to end at mm-hmm. a certain point. Uh, and I didn't like that at first, because sometimes you just want to swing it out with somebody. But after a while, sure. it didn't really bother me. Um, it's just, I mean, like I said, it's just a little party game. I I do wish that the the submarine would rise back up after a little while. Yeah, I mean, the submarine is probably the biggest drag on that, because... Well, I mean, you can you're never going to end part. up with, like, four or five people near the end, and it's just going to end up with... It, it is kind of chaotic, but... Well, my only problem is you can grab the back part of the submarine, you know, like the tail that sticks up, mm-hmm. and you can stand on there, but ultimately you're still going to get swept away because the water just goes higher, you know what I mean? If you could, like, make it to there and, like, hold on for a bit, I think the water should go back down, I don't know. That would be kind I of don't cool. make the game, though, but uh, <laughs> I endorse it. Two thumbs up. Already animals. Also I'm excited for more levels just to see what else they come up with. I mean... Yeah. Just steal ideas from Gang Beasts and do it better. Like, give me an elevator. Just give me, like, a, a scaffolds level. I would fucking love that. Uh, and it is supposed to come out, um, I think, before the year is over. That's what it says in Steam. 
late 2020. And they they said in the, it'll cost in the ballpark of twenty dollars, which I, I think, I think a is a totally price. fair price. Yeah, especially yeah, I mean they've already if, if they've you know saying there's gonna be workshop content uh, definitely. For sure. Yeah, I mean, uh, hopefully they'll do another demo. If they do, you guys should check it out. Otherwise, um, it, assuming they get the content they said they're going to promise, it's a definite buy for me. And even and hey, even if they only get some of that, I'll probably still buy it because it was pretty great. I agree. Let's move on hey. to the roundtable. We'll start with Greg. I haven't heard from a little while. Greg... Other than Baller's Gate and Party Animals, what else have you been doing recently that's been making you happy? Uh, besides Party Animals, uh, <clears throat> I believe uh, John will have some stuff to say as well. But me, John, and uh, Noxo uh, played Raft. Uh, chapter Raft. 2 okay. came out, uh, I believe, the other or the 8th, I think, it came out. That and game... As a guy who doesn't play that, it just the game's been out for years, right? It's kind of weird to me that Chapter Two just came out. It Unless it's feels like, like it's been out for years. Yeah, it definitely <laughs> does feel like it's been out for a while. We have a system where, and this I guess just started about a year ago, where an update comes out, we set aside that one day, we do all the content on that update, and then we just wait another six, seven months. That works for some games, yeah. I can see uh, working for that game. Right, I don't know if we ever talked about Raft 4. Well, I'm sorry, Greg. For anyone who doesn't know, Raft is a survival game. Uh, I would say, I don't know, most reminded to me, uh, the forest, kind of because there's like an overarching story you're doing. But you start in the sure. middle of this massive, I don't even know if you're on Earth. You start in the middle of this massive ocean, and you're just on like a small, what, two-by-two two raft. And there's like driftwood around you, and you have to build up your raft as you're going to these islands trying to find your papa uh papa and stretch papa. that into you know the basic survival stuff you know first you're building just little squares to make your raft bigger and then you get like uh oh now i got a water purifier now i got a grill now i got a paint cans and you know you make your graph nicer uh there's these island the that's like the basic whatever that's when the game first came out and these chapter updates Usually they add like uh, like story locations like and this chapter two there was a like a big rafting island that you go to and it's abandoned and you got to run through there and find all the clues and try to find out where people went and then you know you go to a giant dome and you know it's it basic survival experience it's actually you know survival games are pretty uh, in the middle about them but this is just a very very chill survival game you're not running around a lot most of the time you're just on the raft just kind of floating down the water uh, <laughs> yeah. what we do we have a, a watch together which if you don't know watch together real quickly it's like a basically a youtube page you can open that's uh synced up to multiple people and we usually just have that on in the background we'll put tropical music on until we run out and <laughs> start turning into anime music <laughs> But, that's uh, that's really fun that you guys just have that agreement about that game. That's pretty yeah, funny. Yeah, and then we just, I mean, just play it. It's, it's a pretty fun game for like survival. I would never want to play it by myself. I don't think it'd be very fun. Yeah, with, that would and, not and be it's, that uh, fun. four players as well, so we could always get you, you know the person. price point? Uh, I'm going to guess. I'm going to look it up right now, but I'm going to guess 25 and say bucks, 25 Yeah, that sounded right to me, but let's... 
Uh, Based on you know, the, you think it's bad. worth it so far? Oh, uh, yeah. If 100% you're, against Orthos. Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, I think if it's you got worth friends, it. If you obviously. just want to look on Steam reviews, if you trust them, it's got 59,000 reviews. 90% of them are positive. It's pretty good. Uh, yeah, it's not too bad. I, I mean, the only downside is, like like you said, it, I feel like the game's been out for years, and I don't know how big their studio is or really anything about the game other than real, real content then. drip. Yeah, uh, I, I don't know how many people are working on it, but there's it, it a long time in between content. But uh, I guess good on them for releasing this big chapter, apparently, in the middle of the, the COVID year. So, yeah, I mean, that's significant. Yeah. Uh, Greg, anything else you want to throw on Raft? Any uh, any stories we were playing while we did? Or uh, I mean, I like how we have a system set up where John, oh. is, the, John is the builder. I just kind of drive the boat and find out where we're going. And uh, Knox would just cooks and complains the whole time. That's what a good John, chef do you, does. John, ju- just for laughs, is that also your description of everybody's rules? Uh, well, here's my description. Knoxville is the cook <laughs> who does like to complain. Uh, Greg does navigate us, and he does paint the boat, and uh, anything else under the sun I, I basically have to do. <laughs> That's not bad. Yeah, that's being a little hard. But I cut down. I cut down all the fucking trees. Uh, I do all the metal detecting, all the digging, and I do the building. Every now and then, my crew gives me some materials. So, but that's pretty. That is pretty much how it is. We got navigator, we got builder, and we got cook. Well, that's how so you're, you're saying that Greg's list wasn't exclusive enough, and your your list was more inclusive. That's the problem. Yeah, see, his problem, and this is a mistake that I did not correct early enough. I am the builder, right? I'm not the gatherer. Well, I am now, but I was not supposed to be. That was the fourth member who died. You know, that fourth guy. That guy was supposed to be the gatherer. He's supposed to give the stuff to me, and I just build it. You know what I mean? He now was a uh, a bird dropped a rock on his head and killed him. Yeah, rest in peace. <laughs> Uh, but our raft's pretty badass. It's like two or three stories now. We got engines on it. You know, we got the biofuel. I think we have like a, a turkey. Yeah, we, yeah, we got a turkey. Dude, one time I had a turkey. I didn't know you had to feed it. It died in my room. <laughs> so I've, I've got a question. I've always yeah, kind of wondered about those games. Um, maybe this is just a general comment and kind of a specific about raft. But So in a game like that where you have like a long time between content, do you feel like because you do everything... And then you wait for the game to release more content. When that new content comes, do you feel like you're like over prepared for it? Um, like you just uh, breeze through it pretty quickly. No, or? not really. I mean, it took I, us like I think eight hours. Last two Raft, weeks, eight hours. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Raft. I don't know. Like I said, Raft is such a chill, easy game. It's not like I guess the, the only other survival game I can compare it to that I really played much was uh, Ark. Or if you wanted to do, like, the content, you actually, like, had to prepare. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I gotta bust my ass this weekend so I can get the right gear and ammo. Mm. Raft, you're just... You're just floating around. <laughs> you're just floating from point... I mean, we don't get me wrong, we are decked out. Like, our ship is nicer than the hell. Uh, and we have all the amenities. But it's not like we have an abundance of stuff. I still gotta fucking... I'm still always looking for wood. How much can you build onto a raft before it can no longer be classified as such? I don't know. I'd say we don't when even have a raft. A I say we have like a boat. 
on the, yeah, or just like three stories and having a house. Let's think, so there are engines you can build. You need to build one engine per 100 tiles you have. So, uh, I don't know. We only have two, so I'm going to say it's still a rat. Anything over two engines? Sorry, bud, you lost, you left raft here. If you don't remember, here. dude, we needed to put in a new, uh, a new one. Yeah, one of these days. No, that was like the last thing I was doing before we stopped was putting in a new engine. I refuse. Cut the boat in half. Take it two ways. I wish we could do that, man. Yeah, anyone, you can't actually do that. It'll just destroy the other. There's only there can only be one raft. Um, that's raft. That is raft. All right. Looking for cool. a chill, uh, you know, survival game. I'd probably say it's the number one choice. Gregory, <clears throat> what else do you got? So a game came out yesterday called uh, Second Extinction. They showed it off, um, I think, at a Microsoft show, maybe? It was it was that game they showed. Basically, it was the dinosaur game, where you're uh, mm -hmm. just shooting the shit out of a bunch of dinosaurs. Uh, it's a three-player co-op game. I have about, I think, two hours in it. I've only done, like, two missions, so each mission's, like, an hour long. Very, very fun game. It is... Uh, 25 bucks right now. It is an early access. But uh, there's, I think, about six dinosaurs, maybe. I, I think there's probably more. I haven't seen uh, all of them. I know there's a T-Rex, and I have yet to see the T-Rex yet. But, uh, I, yeah, I've done two missions, and uh, they get pretty fucking wild in it. A lot of dinosaurs can blow them up. They, like, dismember. It's pretty wild. It's pretty crazy. Is this like a first-person game? Or? Yes, it is a first-person shooter. Oh, cool, 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 cool. Yeah, I would the, say it's kind of like... Uh, I'm sorry, one more time? What's the name of the game? Uh, Second Extinction. Second Extinction, okay. We're doing it again. This time, it's on purpose. Here we are. The Extinction Event of the That's, Dinosaurs. The, on purpose. I was just thinking, that is a pretty good tagline. Yeah. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I mean, I'd recommend that game. I got it for, uh, Sounds 20 bucks. Rad. I got it on sale. And it was definitely worth 20 bucks. Never heard of it, but that sounds kind of rad. I'd like to, like to watch you play it, at least. I might check uh, it out. Yeah, I would be fine with that. I mean, I'm also a sucker when it comes to games with dinosaurs in it. It scratches your dino yeah. crisis inch, itch. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Until they release the dino, dino crisis stand. game for me. All right, Greg, is that it? Uh, I have one. I I have two more things. I haven't really started playing them. I only checked them sure. out a little bit. Uh, World of Warcraft got its free patch uh right. yesterday, but the servers were shit, so I didn't get to play a lot of that. But uh, it's pretty inter It's pretty cool. I don't think really anything's out. And uh, Final Fantasy fourteen also got one of their updates, and it added a uh, like this whole. I don't remember the name of it. But they basically added this whole new area, and you can uh, level up a weapon there. It's pretty cool. That is that's cool. That's it. That's all I got. That's all he has. All right. Thanks, Greg. Let's move on down the list. Move on down to John. Hello. What have you been up to recently? What has John been up to? You've already heard it. You've heard most of it. 
<laughs> heard a bit of a party animals. We've heard a bit of Baldur's Gate. We've heard a bit of Rat. We talk about a little thing called Fall Guys Season 2. I played that with you. That was fun. We didn't talk about that last week, right? Or last episode? I have not played no, that yet. We did. We talked. We <laughs> talked about. We, no, we talked about it when it was announced, but we it, we definitely haven't had an episode since it came out. All right. Uh, so Fall Guys Season Two came out. Pretty fun. I'm liking the two new games. Oh, actually, well, yeah. Okay, so the two brand new games I added, uh, I believe, are what is it like? Wallfall and Wall Guys uh, and uh, Night Fever. Night Fever. Night Fever is an obstacle course. Wall of assholes is a uh, wall guys. Wall guys is a ah. oh god is a mini game uh, where you it's, it's pretty much just a seesaw times two. You have a bunch of tall walls and you have a bunch of small boxes and you got to push these small boxes in order for you to climb the tall walls. Sounds easy, but you got these that little sounds... tiny monsters grabbing at your feet. Stopping you from succeeding, hoping to bring you down in the hell that is the floor. Are these monsters the other, other players? players? Yeah, yes, yeah, the other <laughs> players. Uh, so that one actually—I mean, that one's actually in anxiety-inducing for me. It's so—I I know I've said that for other games. I, I think really it's got that. fun, but it can get pretty overwhelming. Actually, you know, the only problem is sometimes I feel like with um, all guys. I don't know if there's so many players. There can be latency issues. Uh, and with that game, yeah. you're climbing a lot, which you actually never have to do in any other game, and it can feel weird sometimes with some rubber banding. Besides that, though, I, Absolutely. I, don't, I don't hate it as much as I made it sound. And that's and that's one of the things. If I'm going to voice any criticisms about the game, and I'm I wouldn't say much because I I think Fall Guys is fine where it's at, and I I love that game. But it's weird when they're adding like these game modes that depend on grabbing and that kind of thing, and it doesn't feel like the grabbing has gotten any better. Like playing games of tail tag recently, feel just like playing games of tail tag on release. So I don't know mm. if they're just having a really hard time working out those problems, or if they're just not going to get solved. By the way, adding games that use like more advanced grab mechanics is weird right now. I do agree with that. Uh, on the plus side, I will say though that for uh, many of the original games, they've added different, uh, I guess, variations. And by that, I mean they just swap out maybe one obstacle and replace it with a similar one. Right. Uh, but I think it goes a long way for stuff like Fall Ball. Um, like, there'll be, like, a hammer in, like, the four corners of, like, the uh, arena. Or there's one where it's, like, right in the middle. Or it just completely changes, like, how the game would normally be played. Uh, Absolutely. Some some of them like that, I play that, and I'm like, I, I want to play this every time. Yeah. I don't even want to play the other variant anymore. That's totally the um, way it should be. Also, Agreed. is like just have variants for everything, tons of variants. Yeah, and that was another thing I think me and Andy touched, or Andy brought it up briefly. So, okay, so they had season two, and, uh, you know, on there it says season two ends in 50 days. I'm not a video game person, I don't work in any kind of tech, but it seems to me with how popular the game is and everything, they should be putting out maybe smaller content faster. You know, more of these different variations on levels. Uh, than waiting, you know, 50 days for, you know, two new levels and something tiny like that. Uh, I I agree, and it's not, it's it's a mystery to me because typically, you know, it's oh small indie studio, of course they can't keep up, right? But I think that like people online, kids is here say check it out for yourself. Mediatonic has like 200 some employees. Like it's not necessarily like 
a super small, scrappy studio, two guys in a garage outfit. You know, it's it's a fairly sizable company. So they they must the the problem must be that they did not start with the basis of a level editor, and so every time they have to make any sort of change, they have to like manually change it in Unity, and then make sure right. it works. That's, that's, that's probably the, that's possibly it. I think the more cynical side of it might be that, that when they say they didn't expect this game to be successful, they're honest to the extent that like they maybe didn't even plan on adding more content to the game. They just wanted mm-hmm. to like dump something out there and like see how it does, and then like it just blew up. You know, I don't mm-hmm. know. Um, either way, like hopefully. That type of thing, it's the type of thing that gets ironed down in the first few months and we'll get a more um, healthy content pipeline coming up because um, I, want, I want more reasons to come back to that game, but, you know, the new skins and that kind of thing don't do it for me as much as the new game modes and the variants on the gameplay, you know? Oh, for sure. One more thing in their defense, and I hope they do more of this, they have added a playlist. And uh, right now, it does change. I think it changes in a certain amount of time. But right now, it's uh, gauntlets only. So there's oh, no okay. team games when you pick it. It's just it's just single player. That game. is something people were asking for. Not to yeah, eliminate yeah, yeah, team games like from the huge, rotation. Huge ask. Um, and that is, and that is cool. That does give you a reason to keep coming back. Uh, I like that. I'm not a guy who's motivated by grinding out my battle pass. You know, I want different content. I want yeah, new yeah, toys. Um, but that's Fall Guys Season 2. Uh, and then, I guess lastly, I'll touch on it very briefly, because I only played it briefly. Another one of those demo games was going on. It was called Just Die Already. <laughs> I don't actually even know what the game was supposed to be. Uh, I played it with Knoxville. It was a co-op game where you're an old person, and you go around and kill yourself in funny and cartoony ways. Uh... You start it up, you get out of bed, and you can just jump, and then there's like a fan, and it knocks your head off, and you just run around with the head to cut off, and then you jump in your face. Sounds fish like a riff on a very familiar too. concept from Flash, from like New Games, Newgrounds yeah, Flash. Yeah, exactly. Games. Some, pretty much like Goat Game, but you're like. Yeah, I was going to say, it sounds like one of those simulator type. Exactly. Like yeah. That. Exactly. Uh, I played it for like 20 minutes, and then it crashed. It's kind of <laughs> fun. You got to kill people. Well, that's a way to die, too. It's just. Your world yeah, there you ends. go. That's the ultimate death. Yeah, yeah. The world just shut off. Uh, I just figured I sneaked that in there last. You like killing old people? If you <laughs> die already. <laughs> oh, of course. And that's it for me. Would Would you recommend uh, that game, John? Uh, based off the small time I played it, I would say I didn't have enough for a recommendation. I'm gonna revisit it in the future, though. Yeah, I want I want some hardcore time spent on that. Yeah, hundred hours. Cool. What's the other thing on your Flash. list? That nothing. That was that was it. He said. Okay. Well, Flash, I don't want to forget your roundtable this time. <laughs> then don't. I won't. So why don't you go ahead and go before I do? Oh, thank you. Um, I'm on the verge of forgetting. Oh no! So I've uh, shoot. I've done a, so much the last week or week and a half, week two weeks. Uh, I'll try to just All right, blast through it here. No, I'll try to just blast through <laughs> it here, and you all better listen and enjoy it. I'm, um, I'm listening. Been watching a bunch I'll, of. Uh, I'll tell you if I enjoyed it. What? I said I'm listening. I'll rate if I enjoyed it at the end. Yeah, you, you will rate it five stars. 
uh, been watching a lot of horror movies. Most of them pretty bad. Um, of the ones I've watched, I will mention a couple that weren't that bad, mostly because of their presentation. One was uh, Noroi the Curse, a Japanese foundish footage documentary uh, from 2005. Foundish. Uh, foundation that like the footage was compiled for the purposes of a documentary it wasn't just like uh random and just found later mm. like it was intended to be seen um mm. and compiled in this in this way mm-hmm. uh too much shaky cam because it's from the era of shaky cam in those found footage movies but conveys the story pretty well so that's a that's a fairly decent recommend for me the other one i will mention is ghost watch Ghost Watch, which is a, a uh, it's a real, it was a real fake broadcast on the BBC during the Halloween of 1992, uh, and it was portrayed to the viewers as a serious haunted house special uh, with real presenters from that time from the BBC, but of course, in this broadcast, things go wrong. Mm. Um. But so so it caused a lot of uh, people to uh, panic a little bit and freak out <laughs> what they thought was going on. It was the, the United Kingdom's War of the Worlds. A little bit, a little bit, a little bit of that vibe. Uh, so that's a recommend, just because it's a, a fun little window into that piece of history. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, video games. I played I played Carrion, which John talked Ooh. about in a previous episode. I believe. Oh, you. Um, I did. And my thoughts on think? it: it's a very intuitively designed game. It feels very natural to keep making progress uh, through through the different areas and use the abilities at your disposal when needed. Um, all that feels natural, and only occasionally would I have to think about where I actually needed to go. Um, I would say it's not the type of game that you should walk away from <laughs> since it would be easy to lose your bearings, I think, in the, because uh, the environments are sort of samey. Um, they can be. But for one, it's a short game, so why would you step away? Uh, for another, there are environmental cues and signage that can get you back on track pretty easily. Um, so I don't really have any complaints about that one. I It just like... It kept me going all the way through, which uh, is a is a definite plus plus for a game. Absolutely, yeah. Um, do you, th- do you think you it could have carried on if it was longer, or do you think that the the length was was good where it was at? I was pretty good with the length, but like for games like that, I don't need much. You know what I mean? Right. It's a, you know, it's, also, a, it's a taste. Also, it's good towards taste. the end. Did you think you were gonna have to fight another monster? Uh, I guess I probably had that inkling that I might, but I didn't really seriously consider it. Like in the last area, when you're going back into like the science lab and you see like, you know, like the tanks broken for a second. Oh yeah. I was like, dude, I'm gonna have to fight another version of me. It's going to be the end boss. I think that is one, one, uh, the the part that made me think, oh, I might, you know, encounter something, but it didn't really cross my mind that I'd get into like a boss fight. (laughs) That's the only thing um, I was disappointed on when I was a little disappointed. Oh, okay. There. Maybe in the sequel then. <laughs> Carrion yeah. 2, another one of you. 
Uh, I would I'd play carrying too. Yeah, sure. I yeah. would. Uh, another game I played some of, uh, World of Horror, which is that inspired adventure game. We played that somewhat in a, in a stream. Like, well, we watched Greg and then I think Kyle play it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't play too much of it. It's 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 such an aesthetically relevant game to my tastes, and yet I find that uh, the same like faithfully dated design philosophy, I find that to be stifling my enjoyment a little bit. Uh, I recognize that's really on me. It makes me kind of sad, but uh, I didn't mm-hmm. play much of it for that reason. I, I just kind of felt like not engaged by it because it felt such so so dated in presentation even though that's what's good about it <laughs> although what i really like about it is of course the junji ito like art style and the overall atmosphere um i didn't play too much of it though and that's just on me um i also play <laughs> i also played uh <laughs> this one was just a whimsical choice on my part goosebumps the game Goosebumps the game. Um, what is what is it? It is a point and click adventure that was developed for uh by WayForward, uh oddly enough, in 2015 to tie into the movie at the time. I was expecting uh, you to say nineteen ninety something. No. That's what I was thinking. No, there there are ones. Like there's the Horrorland one, I think. But yeah, no, this is a, a 2015 movie tie-in. And it has the quality level of a mobile game. Uh, but it's on, it's on everything except mobile, and it sucks a lot. Uh, Jack Black in it? Power no. surprised. What? No, they couldn't even get his likeness for the for the Arl Stein character in the game. <laughs> it's like some generic faddish guy. Does he kind of um, look like Jack Black? No, it looks like a freaking mutant. It looks really bad. <laughs> it doesn't look like either of either him or the real RL. I hope the guy they based on doesn't listen to this podcast. <laughs> I don't think they're based on person. <laughs> they may be based on I one of really the. I really hope uh, they didn't know. They may be based on one of the. Uh, if you worked Jake, on this game, I'm Jake, sorry. Jacobus drawings from the uh, illustrations from the covers. Hey, actually, if you worked on this game, reach out. Emails at the end of the episode. We'll let you tell your defend yourself. The yeah. weirdest part is that it's made by way forward, and so I don't know what happened. I, I don't know if they're like consistently quality. I know they make like certain licensed games, and I haven't played many of their games. But from what I thought, they were like a reasonably respectable developer. Uh, but this game is barely trying, and it and it commits several what I would consider sins of bad point and clicks. Uh, so. The problem is, I you know, I like the the aesthetic they kind of go for. So I'd like to see a better game that wields this aesthetic of like children's horror. Goosebumps. The as I said, the Jacobus drawings, Tim Jacobus, who did the uh, covers for all the Goosebumps books, that kind of style, but wielded with some proficiency in game design. Because as it is, this one this one was good. It was as I said, it was like a mobile game. <laughs> you think the um, Telltale formula could work well with Goosebumps? Yeah, maybe. Oh wait, actually, hold on. I want to want to just uh, podcast listeners. If you're not from Michigan, I need you to tune the fuck out. Ooh, Flask. Yeah, you read the Michigan Chillers. 
I had some of them, and I did read some of them. Yes. I always like those books. You know what I always dislike, though? The American I've, Chillers. So, <laughs> that's a whole <laughs> different ball game. But um, so I, uh, uh, as a kid, I lived and actually still do live in the Detroit metro area of Michigan. So, uh, you know, obviously I'd be like excited to see what he comes up with for Detroit. It's dinosaurs. It's like it's like there's some time travel shenanigans and dinosaurs come in. And I'm like, that's not scary. That's just dinosaurs. Yeah. That's like a whole different thing. So I was always disappointed yeah. that D- Detroit got dinosaurs because it has a D. It's like really. Also, that that author came to my elementary school. What? <laughs> and uh, did like a reading, I think, in the cafeteria. That's funny. All right. Coolest guy we ever had listeners. was uh, Ruben from Survival. Just saying. Wait, uh, Michigan what? listeners, you, you can t- tune in now. <laughs> what a weird thing. Oh yeah, welcome back, everybody. Um, uh, one last game to mention: uh, Lost sure. in Vivo. Lost in Vivo. Have any guys heard of this? Any of you guys? I have not heard of Lost in Vivo. Have not. Okay, it's like made by one guy, um, which is impressive based on what the game is actually. But because uh, it you. has what. I feel like I feel like the fewer people that make a game, the more likely you are to play it. Oh, I don't know. Not necessarily. Maybe. Uh, but I, you know, honestly, I would rather play a game that's made by more than one person most of the time because uh, I'd rather have a more complete feature set and and better uh, like quality assurance. Anyway, um, it has good atmosphere and art design. Uh, these are the things I appreciate about the game. But I see I've seen a lot of people praise this game. Um and I didn't feel the same for some reason. Uh the first real level of gameplay has you running around in similar looking maintenance tunnels to flip three switches while enemies uh who can phase through walls and can't be permanently killed by you uh just harass you the whole time. Uh, which to me sounds like what people didn't like about Silent Hill 4, The Room. <laughs> which, by the way, just recently got a, a GOG release. Anyway, but yeah, people didn't like that about Silent Hill 4, The Room. And I understand why. And I also don't like it about this game. That's just the first enemy type, granted. But it kind of is indicative of how the game feels to me, which is just like, I don't know. Sparse and like going through areas is just like, I don't know. I don't know how to describe why it wouldn't capture my interest, but I tried to like get back into it multiple times over the past week. Every time I only played a little bit before stopping. So too bad, but it has that like um, the aesthetic is like sort of PS one ish, which I always like. I mean, kind of neat, yeah, yeah. Just like the textures are all you know PS (laughs) one resolution, which is just great. Um, and finally, I will talk about, uh, I've been, I've been going through sort of a, uh, a Lovecraft phase in my reading recently, um, working my way through all of his stories, just like whenever I feel like reading because I never had before. And, um, uh, I particularly enjoyed this, the, the short story, the color out of space, 
And I did something that didn't start out as an experiment, but it became one, which was I watched every movie adaptation that's been made of The Color Out of Space. Um, There were four that I could find. And it was interesting to see what each production decided to keep or change or just how they handled things differently. Um, One was a... The first one was a 60s like atomic monster movie. Um, one was more or less uh, an 80s hillbilly mutant movie. Uh, one was a black and white German period movie. And the most recent one, which has Nick Cage in it, was a sort of modernized uh, family horror. And the, the first two are pretty cheeseball. Um I would say except for some 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 classic Boris Karloff acting in, in the 60s one. But the German one is by far the most faithful to the story, uh, but just they didn't have much of a budget. Um, and the one that came out just recently is flawed to an extent, but felt the best at depicting um, the, the horrors written of in the story on screen. So if I was going to recommend... One of those. I would actually recommend the the the, the recent Nick Cage starring uh, the color out of space. Uh, you know, with modern technology, it's it's easy, easier than ever to depict strange and mysterious entities and such. So, uh, people in the past didn't have access to those same technologies. They had to use like, you know, paint on people or. You know, glowing balls or something. Yeah, all right. <laughs> so you're trying to raise the dead or something? Yeah, that's, that's what neat. I said. Okay. Get behind that. I'm in. All right. I feel like I'm going on a long time, but that's that's all I wanted to talk about right now. No, no, I mean, thanks I everyone for listening to my lecture. You brought a lot up a lot of interesting, quick, small games. Very thematic yes. too. I appreciate that you kept on the theme of Halloween for this is the month of Spooktober, and it will continue. Oh, yes. Uh, so I'll start off with my roundtable by asking Flask, "Have you finished season two of The Boys?" Yes, I have. All right, you guys want to get into that a little bit? I mean, we, we all watched it. We, we talked about Saturday. We started the Saturday season. We finished it. I'll, I'll say I generally enjoyed the last episode. I thought the last episode was better than several of the episodes preceding it. Um, sure. But I felt like it could have been better. And overall, I feel like season two was pretty slow, but still enjoyable. I'm still looking forward to season three, of course. I just my brief one sentence, two sentence review of the season. Give it a mm-hmm. solid. If if the season one was a nine, season two is maybe an eight and a half. You know. Uh, I like season one. I like season two. I was a little disappointed. I expected kind of a bigger season. Not that I'm disappointed is wrong word. I was expecting a bigger season finale. Didn't happen. It was still fun. That's all I got to say about it. I enjoyed it, and that's all I have to say about it. I think as it went along, I was able to like sort of just turn off thinking about it and just like 
appreciate some of the things that were happening. I think I liked it more as I it went, went along. I've been thinking I I might have different tastes, of course, but I I imagine it's not pure coincidence that I'm a big comic book reader and that I have read the comic before, um, and that I've had probably more problems with it than some other people. Uh, I got a question for you, Flask. Now, keep in mind, I think most of us here have do- have dove into comic spoilers. And this yeah. will be a boys season two spoiler moment right here. Yeah, spoilers for the boys season two until one o eight thirty. What do you think is going on with Black Noir, with your comic book knowledge? Uh, they're either doing something completely different with him than in the comic, or they're just going to re sort of going to really throw off comic re- readers. No, but, but, but we saw that he was black. Or they're going to just reconfigure how they present uh, the same thing. I thought right, he was... Uh, I was going to say, I thought... Wasn't his face all burned up? I really... Maybe I wasn't really paying attention. His face is oh, scarred. face is burned and scarred, but I believe he is played by a black actor. Oh. He is. I don't know if that matters. I mean, I was like, oh, wow. Okay. Um, well, Greg, do you know anything about the comics? Uh, I know a tiny bit. I I definitely didn't look into a lot of spoilers, but like I do know something. Do you do you, do you care? I know. No, not really. But I do know who in the comics Black Noir is supposed to be. Oh, okay. well, why that, do you guys know this stuff? About, yeah. <laughs> why would you guys look into this? Well, I knew it was different. I was always curious. Like I I I, I it's one of the things you always hear about from comic readers how different it is. So I felt like it was fairly safe to look into. And I, really I tried reading the comic, spoilers. and I've read a few. I read like the first couple issues, but it just didn't really grab me. Mm-hmm. It's still sitting on my list, so I was more curious about the uh, similarities to the show. Yeah, pretty much. Especially after I watched season two, you know, I mean, one, I don't care about spoilers at all. But figure it's going to be like a year till season three, and you already said the show is different from the comics, so I figured I'd I'd see what the comics were about. Okay. And they are quite different. Yeah, you know, so- sometimes adaptations bother me when I feel like the source just did it better. But in this case, I think the comic and the show each do some things better or worse than the- each other. And I think the biggest thing the show could use, in my opinion, is like a more focused voice with less meandering. Like kind of Dan- what Dan was saying, or Andy uh, was saying. I think that's fair, yeah. Uh, I, I, mean, I, I think season two it. definitely lacked... Season two lacked like some sense of like continuity because like the season two like the main plot it, it was very incrementally advanced from season one. Like mm-hmm. if you removed Stormfront from season two, then very little actually happened in the story. So like most of what happened with season two was kind of engineered within season two, which is fine. Like that's that's a perfectly fine way to like design a thing. But whereas season two felt like you were like moving quickly through this, like, big story. Season 2 felt like you were starting to move a lot more slowly through it. And I, was, and I still enjoyed it for the most part. There was just... There was maybe one episode in the middle there that I was like, I did not really like that. Do you guys get that feeling from, like, a prestige show where you can, ju- you can just, like, sense that the showrunner's priorities don't necessarily 
lie with telling a story in the most ideal way, like in the like one vision and just like going for what they exactly want to tell. But instead, they they're like filling up the show until the ending comes and then setting up the next thing and filling it up until the ending comes and then setting up the next thing. I think that's a lot of it, yeah. I mean, I didn't feel that for season 1, but I definitely felt it for season 2. Um it kind of seems like season three is is gonna go back to the, well not back to the comics. That's what I was gonna like say. It's almost like a reset, right? Yeah, like, like we're go starting with down, like the like boys, smaller groups. Yeah, the boy, the boys are legit now. They're probably gonna go after the smaller groups like they did in the comics. As I've said before, I have no idea what to. Ex- the ahead, name sorry. of the show is the boys. <laughs> I mean, but the, the show doesn't really hasn't really seemed to be about them so much because they never really accomplished anything up to this point <laughs> like barely uh kind of incidentally yeah so maybe in season three of the show they're finally gonna like make the show about the boys and their goals <laughs> i mean it, it ostensibly is but the first two seasons really when you look at the whole picture they're really focusing more on the like homelander and vought stuff and things outside the scope of the boys mission but it just seems weird for them to like drop the i, I, I mean they're gonna have to drop the vault ball to start focusing on other things just if it, it feels like it's gonna be a little weird to like not focus on homelander so much because i know if it's hard for me to imagine how they focus on homelander next except homelander goes insane you know what i mean and that's mm-hmm. got to be like what happens at the end of the series you know i think um, i read that the Next season, or at least part of it, is going to focus on. Um, fuck, I forget the hero's name, but he's in. He's in. I don't know if he himself is in the background. But there's like cutouts from the background, just like a, a war hero flash. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like hero, one uh, or state state man or something like that. You don't. Anyways, it's supposed to be he's supposed I to be a I big I forget uh, a the big exact character, name. and I think it's supposed to go into Vault's past. That's what I read, like an article I read earlier. Uh, Calling it right now, my prediction, season three is going to open with a montage of them killing a lesser superhero team. Write it down. Where's our notebook? Do you think it'll be a, a team invented for that episode? <laughs> uh, I don't know. It could have been I think it'll be like, the like a com- no. like, you know, Yeah, cause they've, they've mentioned a bunch of like lesser teams you know, besides the seven just like yeah. in passing. Uh, I guess in the comic, they do sort of just like invent heroes to to fight when they need them because they're it's like you know in this world there's a lot of heroes and you don't necessarily cross their paths to. too much until you need to yeah yeah so flash i'm gonna throw some words at you okay um i know that and i don't know the full implications of many of these i know that soldier boy is confirmed for season three that hero oh maybe that's what i, I was talking about Think it might be. Oh, okay, yeah, maybe. I know that Hero Gasm, the arc, is happening in season three. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I th- I think actually that's about all that's been confirmed. Yeah. But, oh, yeah. I did hear about that. <laughs> it's kind of interesting because I it makes me wonder how they're going to do that. It's probably going to be more grounded than it is in the comic. <laughs> Because, you know, the comic has, like, the way it depicts things is more comic booky than real life, you know? Like, mm-hmm. almost cartoonishly over the top. 
we'll find out next year or whenever it day they announce when season three comes out i'm sure they've already started filming it or filmed it oh they filmed it um it's in the back i'd sh- probably not for a long time i doubt i i bet over a year because i think it would have been filming this year had COVID not happened I think it was so funny it'll probably the, film next year and then come out in 2022, I bet. Sorry, I can wait last? for you, the boys. I was just going to say, <laughs> I think it's funny that the very last scene in season two is a deleted scene from season one. Oh, yeah, I heard about that. <laughs> All right. Um, What else? What else have I been doing with my tiny little life? Um, so, so small. Really, not a whole lot of new stuff. I've been playing Hitman 2. Uh, I don't really have a comment on that. I beat all the levels at least once. I, w- I will say that sometimes the every level is this huge, expansive thing with a ton of possibilities, and you have a bunch of different objectives that can guide you through there if you want. It sometimes does feel like a little much. I almost would rather have, like, some smaller, tighter levels at times. And not to uh-huh. say the levels aren't tight, because they very much are. They right. are very much, like, very tight, large levels. I'm not saying that they're lacking for that. But, you know, something simpler would have been nice sometimes. So you have, like, maybe one target, and you can just pop in and play for, like, ten minutes. The game offers stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's not it's not a simple thing, and it's way better than Blood Money. Those three games, but they are really fucking good. And like, still just as worth playing as Blood Money for maybe slightly different reasons. Uh, other than that, I've been playing Outer Wilds again. It's the space exploration game, not the um, New Vegas not and space the game. Space exploration game. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, anyone care for yeah, you know. little spoilers about that game? The good one. I go for it. All right. Well, you know, by now you should you should probably know if you are at all like interested in playing this game. It's best to go in without spoilers. So don't listen to me talk about it. <sighs> spoilers for the Outer Wilds now until one thirteen thirty five. That being said, I, <clears throat> I will commend the game on ge- on ge- having puzzles. That because you're so aimless in the game, there's no quest markers or anything. When you f- solve a puzzle. Or figure a thing out, you feel like a real ass big brain. Flask, yeah. When I when I figured out how to get into the quantum moon, I felt like I felt like my brain was exploding. It was so big. <laughs> so for you guys who don't know, there's this cool thing. There's this moon that sometimes orbits around. It's called the quantum moon. And if you see it and then you look away, it'll disappear because of quantum. And so you have to see it and then you have to keep looking at it while you fly to it, right? But how do you land on it? Because when you fly into it, you're no longer looking at the whole thing. So you kind of just looked away and it'll just disappear. Well, I figured out you shoot your probe. You take a picture of it as you're flying into it. And that, like, fixes it in place. And then you land on this, like, really cool, weird, mysterious location with a lot of stuff to do. When I figured that, I was like, holy fuck. I am I am big brain. That is yeah, because the... the- the game gives you the opportunities to learn those mechanics earlier about quantum objects and about the way your probe can interact with those quantum objects. Right. 
So right. you put like, those yeah, you things like, you've learned into practice and it works. Yeah, feels good. But then also I feel like a small brain a lot of times because like a lot of times I play the game for like an hour or two and I feel like I don't accomplish anything because I make barely any progress on the puzzles and I haven't learned anything new. But I get new ideas, you know, and eventually I know it's just a matter of getting there. It makes me feel like if like you were just really into adventure exploration puzzle games, and I'm saying I'm not, I do, but I don't play them all the time. You could probably solve this game like a lot faster than I have. Um, oh yeah, if you were galaxy yeah, brain, right? Absolutely. And I've seen some significant pieces. I think I need for the end, but I don't know if I. I don't. I don't think I have the full picture because I've heard that when you have the full picture, it'll just click. Like you'll just know what to do, and I don't know that. The things you I mean, told so me. I that think you I'm actually going to finish it this time. Yeah, that'd be good. It's a fun game. I'm 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 my brain is poisoned by AAA games these days. That's what I was saying to you. Like when I was playing through it, it's it's totally a game that you know works for me on every level. But like as you just said, I've been I've been messed up by <laughs> games that spoon feed me everything. <laughs> it's hard to go back. True problem solving. And yet so rewarding, like you said. Truly, it was an outer wild. We were the wilds out there. Hmm. What? Uh, I'm just trying to think. I feel like there was another thing I wanted to talk about, but I don't have it written down. Well, we talked about Star Trek at the top. Um, Yeah. I'm enjoying Deep Space Nine quite a bit. Uh, it took a while to get used to it compared to TNG, and I don't feel like I like the characters generally as much as I did like the characters in TNG, but the characters I like on Deep Space Nine I like a lot. So uh, Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I agree to that. Some of the O'Brien episodes are really fucking cool. Makes me wish that O'Brien... <laughs> what's what's great about his episodes... Yeah. Go ahead. Because what's great about his episodes is that he's like the most normal guy of everybody. <laughs> oh, so yeah. So it's just like this dude going through sci-fi bullshit. Right. It's like, what's going yeah. on now? Yeah, a little bit of I O'Brien saw... in all of us. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I saw I just saw an episode where he just fucking starts yelling at his daughter. Like, oh my god. I was God damn it, give me call. <laughs> no, I said no, didn't I? No. It's like Jesus under fuck, a lot of Brian. stress, dude. Chief something. Chief engineer. Dude, I, I believe it. There you go. I, I can't remember. Did you? You've seen that episode, right, Fox? I think you said you're on season four. I'm only a few episodes of season four, so I, I wouldn't be surprised if you have passed me or are passing me. Well, with the haphazard name way I'm watching this show, I wouldn't be surprised. Um. By the way, in defense of that method, I will say, I think that method works perfectly fine for shows that are true, perfect resets, much like Enterprise is. Yeah, or for Monster the most of the Week part, television. Exactly, for Monster of the Week television. And I think that's one of the reasons why I just kind of tuned into that for Star Trek. That being said, like I said at the top, works 
much less well for Deep Space Nine. Because Deep Space Nine seems to be going for more of, like, serialized story arcs and, like, big plot moments than any other Star Trek. Well, than TNG. I shouldn't say any of the other Star Treks as if I've seen any. Yeah, with DS9, they started out with the idea that, like, it would be like a little bit more serialized, and it'd be there'd be a little bit more continuity of character, but generally they'd be doing the same sort of week by week stuff. And then it's really only with like season three that they were pushing the limits on how serialized they could make it until finally sure. they kind of broke through and were like, Yeah, we're just doing this. We're going all out on the every week is a continuation of the last. Have you gotten all into uh, any religious oh. storylines? Yeah, so I'm I've seen, uh, I just had a big episode on the, along those lines about the emissary. Um, so that's really cool. So that's really interesting to me. Like, uh, I, I can't remember what all is safe to talk about with Flask, uh, from what I know. Well, just generally, but, I, mean, I like the, the prophet stuff. I like their, yeah. the way they are. <laughs> their that's whole like the concept. big, I guess, I guess serialized wise, it's like the big overarching plot. Well, the, the the series, mm-hmm. the the emissary and the prophets and all that. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's a few things, but that's one of them. Uh, I like that one. I think that's, that, that's uh, I think that's all I got, fellas. I think that's all everybody has. If I'm uh, reading the room correctly, has everybody got their round their tables rounded? They rounded out. No sharpettes. I've never had a rounder table. I've got two rounded tables in my apartment right now. Oh. Fancy. You're only allowed one. Well, let's take a nice rounded break at an even 10 minutes. It's a sharp edge, but I know it's kind of crazy. We'll be back in just a few audio seconds. Audio seconds? They're like normal seconds, except on your podcast. John, we got a couple minutes left in the gr- in the round table, or in the break. I mean, you want to give uh, want to give Vito's round table? Oh man, uh, Vito agreed with everything I said. Uh, um, wanted to let everyone know that he's probably the worst in the group at fighting games. I don't know if he's ever actually won one. Uh, he still has not got the Fall Guys win. And do you have a Fall Guys win yet? But, uh, he's sending us warm and love thoughts, and we're sending them back. I have plenty of wins, but they're on my girlfriend's account when I visit her. She's in Canada. I don't talk about her much. Right. Mm-hmm. So whenever I visit my girlfriend in Canada, we play Fall Guys almost exclusively, and... I usually win just about every time. Nice, dude. Yeah, nice, man. I'm proud of you, I guess. Yeah, she's pretty hot. It's pretty hot (laughs) and pretty real. (laughs) He's made of matter. (laughs) Welcome back, everybody. The Broken Campfire Podcast, your best Spooktober themed podcast, uh, saved by Flask's Roundtable. Thank you, Flask. 
And, and we're going to get into the spookiest thing of all the news. Oh, ah! First off, our first Spooktober news story. Why porting games to PC is hard. And this one comes recommended to us by our friend Eric, who has been on this podcast. Yes. Uh, the the only Eric who has been on this podcast, actually. Um, yeah. There's a PC Gamer article that Flask we're, oh, yeah. we're going to talk about. Um, well... You might think it's because ghosts always try to stop you, but that's actually not the reason. The reason is basically, no. yeah. So this article is basically about like how when you're de- when you develop a game for consoles, you're developing it for a very static infrastructure, so you know exactly what you're getting on the other side. But when you're taking that dent that console developed game over to PC or back to PC, um, then you are like widening your uh end user uh so much more so that like it's harder to um nail down all of the possibilities for what you're developing for basically um yeah you're having to account for so many different variables as opposed to a console i guess for me that sounds kind of obvious and i feel bad that this this thing feels like it needs to be said, but I suppose it does need to be said because people are always um, complaining about why ports are so bad. But it's yeah. because it's not a trivial problem to solve all the time. And that you know the the the, the article is kind of aimed at people who say like, well, they you know they already have it. Why don't they just take the game and put it on PC? So it's aimed at those people who think it's that simple, <laughs> right? Oh well. Point of the story is that it's not as hard, so when a game comes out... Maybe if they uh, tried a little harder, it'd be easier. (laughs) Maybe they try a little harder. Just work harder. Stay longer. But, you know, I don't know. I'm not a big brain on this kind of thing, but I know that that is more of a problem the further away that a console architecture is from, like, real PC architecture. Sure. And... And my small brain vision of it, I feel like consoles are more becoming similar to PCs. So hopefully that means that porting games to PCs becomes a more trivial thing to do. Plus, I feel like developing on PC first, you know, if you're going to make a game that comes out on PC, in my small brain view, I don't see why you wouldn't develop on PC first. So it just seems like the easiest option all around, you know, because then you just optimize your game for whatever that architecture is and build out build it out but I, I i know obviously it's not yeah it's it's not as simple as that you're actually building a completely separate version of the game but still yes that's what developers would say it's like well if you're building something for console you're building it for console if you're building something right. for pc you're just building it for pc all right uh looks like call of duty modern warfare greg you still play that right I do. No longer fits onto a 250 gigabyte solid state drive. <laughs> but the latest patch will now provide PC players the option to uninstall specific game modes, which some players are pointing out was a little bit insidious because that's been a often requested feature for a long time, and it's now finally coming out like a week before the beta for their next game. So yeah. it's obviously just like, Oh, hey, now you can uninstall this multiplayer so you can play the beta. You know, <laughs> it's kind of 
It's kind of lame that wasn't it added earlier. You can't. That just seems like such a huge barrier. I mean, you're whatever. You're already having to build a PC, a gaming PC, play games like Call of Duty. Now you want to give up. I mean, what could be? I mean, an entire hard drive just for your one game. Fuck you. I mean, I feel like to me it seems. If you have, if you that have. Would... Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I say that would. I mean, I'm not the target audience, but like. Even if it was, let's say it's a different game, whatever. Even if it's a game I like, new game came out, 250 gigs, I'm going to need to see some proof that this game is fucking 10 out of 10 amazing for me to do two of I mean, think about if you have like a data plan, first of all. I mean, there you go. It's like a fourth of it on Call of Duty, just downloading it. Like, what? Yeah, so like you're saying. How much, uh, how, how, how much is it? Is a. Is is your average six or is your average two hundred fifty gigabyte solid state drive? I, I, I was just about to say I was. I'm going to say like around sixty dollars. Putting that uh, towards one yeah, I'd game. Yeah, say around that. Kind of has to be like like you're saying, John. Like a perfect game that you can uh, justify dedicating like a part of your life to, <laughs> and then yeah. what do you do when you know? If you want to keep that going indefinitely, and, and it's especially mad when you consider, I uh, I think this is insane. Uh, still, like, uh, well, God, I th- correct me if I'm wrong. I think it was the Xbox. The Xbox hard drive will have, or was the PlayStation is going to have something like 664 gigabytes of usable space, like games right now. I, with not even next gen games, Modern Warfare takes up a thir- over a third of that. <laughs> it's insane. But uh, on that note, the Xbox Series X will allow users to delete parts of the game to free up space. But that's a uh, that's that's an implementation in the hardware. It'll still be up for developers to decide to use that or not. Yes. Well, Hopefully that's good. they do. <laughs> cool, I guess. You're interesting. <laughs> It'll be like, you know, you can uninstall single player. Right, so you can only yeah. play multiplayer. I mean, they have the reverse of that kind of now on consoles. When you're, you know, as you put a game in first, you always have to do a big ass install. Um, and sometimes the game will like, oh, you've downloaded the campaign. You can play that now, but you can't play multiplayer. Mm-hmm. It's just like, a, yeah. I guess there's an evolution of that. It's fine. Cool. I'll be down for that to become more of a trend. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, for sure. You know, not saying I pirate games a lot, but for example, one of the common things in that scene is that, you know, you can save space on a file just by only having the English version of a game because you don't need all those other language options. So, like, maybe just get let me do that for, like, every game, you know, and it doesn't save that much space, but it, adds, it saves a little bit, actually. I mean, if the game has a lot of voice acting and shit, it, it can add up. Yeah, sure. Uh, so who's Alex from Minecraft? Yeah, I think it's the, just the, the girl version. <laughs> yeah, the female default. Oh, okay. Skin. I just didn't know that that was a thing. Okay, cool. Steve and Alex from Minecraft is the new fighter in Super Smash Bros. Uh, Came out last me? night. The other two skins are Zombie and Enderman. There's more that skins. Oh, just the other default true. skins. 
Uh, I mean, I don't play much Smash Brothers, but uh, I say good. I know a lot of people didn't like it. Uh, they're probably just old curmudgeons. Uh, you know, they've gotten their characters in. You've gotten your your Clouds and your Sonics and your uh, Harry Bogarts and stuff. Let <laughs> let the kids have their Minecraft. You know, who do, who do you guys like? Realistically, okay. I, this just four a quick more slots, question. Character slots. Two. I got two questions for both of you two. Okay. Because I don't think Flash plays Smash. Not this um, Smash. Who right. do you want in Smash that could realistically get in? Two character who slots. Do you think there's four. Is going to get in. Are you sure it's four? Yep, there's four left. So who do you want? And who do you think? You know what I mean. Uh, um, I think both of my thinks or, or both of my wants could be real. Uh, off the top of my head, just thinking right here, I say Crash Bandicoot and Sora. Yes. I also think those I, two I get will be those, added to the game. I can definitely see both of those happening. But I'm also thinking possibly another Pokemon. I would not. You guys think they would add like uh like the uh god what's it called? The Chosen Undead because they added Dark Souls to the Switch. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, that'd be interesting. I mean, that's the thing, dude. The the, the actual sky Whatever. There's no limit. There <laughs> is is no what limit. I'm saying. Alright, we got Minecraft We got Steve. Minecraft. We got Joker from Persona. We got Banjo. Yeah, I mean, really, I think That's it could true. be anyone except for Goku. Oh, yeah, they'll never go. I mean, he would just kill everybody. Of course. Uh, no, I mean, okay, uh, other ones I could see. I could see Raymond coming. Um, Who? Raymond? Raymond. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. Like Ray Romano, Raymond. <laughs> yeah. I can see Raymond coming. Hey, uh, David Schwimmers. Uh, no, no, not David Schwimmer. Uh, Ray Romano. Raymond. Yeah, Ray Romano. Yeah. Uh, yeah, for sure. But also David Schwimmer. Uh, like I said, Crash Bandicoot, Sora. Maybe um, Spyro. That'd be cool. I'm sure we'll get. Uh, let's see. You said there's four more open, so I'm yeah. sure three of them will be uh, Fire Emblem characters, uh, some swordsmen or something that I don't care about. Basically, uh, just add any PlayStation characters who weren't in PlayStation All Stars. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Give us uh, Sackboy. Uh, Dante from Devil May Cry, the real one this time. Yeah, give us yeah Dante. Fuck. Uh, give me the guy from Saw. <laughs> Jigsaw. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, I'm just looking through my games real quick. Uh, New challenger, Jigsaw. Give me the old guy that I keep killing and just die already. On that note, those are mine. Do you think I would ever hmm. put on real quick? Do you think I'd ever put like a Marvel superhero in? Uh, very uh, doubtful. Very so. Why not? Uh, they have like a presence. Uh, uh, yeah, I but mean, that's like, dude, absolutely. Though. Look at uh Fortnite right now. They have they have X Men. You know, the last time X Men's been used, well, I mean, now that they own them, they can use them. Whenever if they, they did, want. it would be like it would it would literally be like Iron Man or Captain America, right? Like it would be like one of the yeah. most iconic. What about Fortnite? You think they'll get Fortnite guy? Oh, I could see Fortnite man being added. 
And I can see just as many people getting upset about that. For suffer really no reason. I can see Fortnite getting added. And I, and I <laughs> hope they call the character's name Fortnite. Yeah, yeah that, that's exactly. your name. Mr. Fortnite. What a behind-the-scenes podcast magic. I, I appreciate that Flash collected the news this week. And uh, also that Flash grouped things very nicely. So that our next four stories are all about player counts and numbers. So easy to go through. All right, oh. let's roll through them. Let's do it. Next, last one we already talked about. It's only, or this one, sorry, we already talked about it. It's only been about a week, and Baldur's Gate 3 has sold over 1 million copies on Steam. You guys can see the chart there. Nice. Nice. Good for them. I remember they jo- I remember they jokingly has tweeted out something like, uh, guys, we only wanted a small community to iterate with. What are we going to do with all you guys? I wonder how um, that compares to, like, other early access games. <laughs> like, how it, does it smash the records, or is it, like, in there somewhere. I wonder. That's a good question. That's a good question. Good There's question. Been some pretty high-profile early access games. I wouldn't be surprised if I have to do some looking. I bet it's not number one. I, yeah. I just got a feeling. Yeah, I was, I was just trying to think of what would it be to because I was thinking the same thing that I feel like it's not number one, but I don't know what's better. Anywho. Right, uh, yeah, moving on. Um, Phasmophobia Ghost Game has cracked Steam's top five most played lists. That's a game literally made by one guy, which is insane <laughs> to me considering it's a VR game. Not only VR and PC game. Yeah. How does he Not do only that? It's pretty damn good. It is. It's fun. It's just a great, great premise. Came out at the perfect time. You know, it's October. Uh, it's one of those games that caught on with streamers. I don't watch a lot of streamers, but, you know, on YouTube, it's always given the recommendations. Uh, I'd love to see what his uh, his roadmap, where he wants that game to be. Down the I had the Trello right now. Or I think that's what it's called, Trello. But basically, yeah, like things he's working on, things are in planning. Um, I, I looked at it yeah, a like couple a weeks board. ago. There's some, there's some cool... The big thing that stood out to me, there's some... Uh, a hospital map and a prison map, where I think on the two, Ooh. Uh, two upcoming things. But they were, I mean, there was a whole whole list. I'll try and find that. Uh, what else we got? We got Marvel's Avengers, a game that <laughs> yeah. you guys love. Well, I think a lot of, was a big Avengers podcast. A lot of us paid sixty dollars, sixty a US lot of us dollars. Did. To play that game, a lot of us play paid sixty US dollars to play that game. Just wanted to highlight that. Marvel's Avengers did slow a thousand players on PC. I actually think we uh, have one of those thousand problems. players in this room right now. Yeah, well here's the thing, right? I played with my <laughs> friend Kurt, so I don't need a thousand players. I only need I only need one bud. Mm-hmm. And Kurt so, is like a thousand men. Kurt is like a thousand. So I I really you know what? It doesn't even bother me. <laughs> uh, realistically, though, yeah, what not not surprising. Uh, they're trying to do damage control, saying that uh, it's not worrying them. It'll get people back when they keep putting content out. <laughs> Are they saying uh, that? That is exa- that's exactly. That's they're like, we're not worried about it. Uh, you know, we're gonna have a lot of cool things coming out. We got a uh, uh, Hawkeye right around the corner. Woo. Uh, and 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 I mean, there, and there are cases where games do make comebacks. I don't think this is gonna be one of them. I don't think this is gonna be a No Man's Sky. It's going to be an anthem. 
don't think it's going to be a Destiny. Uh, I don't know what other ones are. I'm sure there's examples, but this is going to be an Anthem. My last number rest, story. Rest in peace, Iron Man. Uh, this one's up for Greg. Genshin Impact has had 17 million downloads on mobile alone and an estimated $50 million in revenue since launch. Hell yeah. Very good game. I love Genshin Impact. Alright, be honest. And don't just say this to try to get us to play it. Do you think we would like it? Uh, really? No. I can guarantee you guys would like it. I appreciate you. I can actually, I actually can hear you guys complaining. Flask, you may like it. (laughs) Well, I haven't played Breath of the Wild, but I I still want to. I just don't have, you know, the consoles it's on. But, uh, so, but I, I could totally see myself enjoying that type of gameplay. It is. Maybe not the gotcha aspect so much, but. Yeah. uh, Well, you don't really even need the gotcha aspect. Isn't that like the whole game though? No. Hmm. I mean, you can get characters from it. But it's very fun. I've, uh, I think I personally, I spent, I spent like 60 bucks because I wanted a character. So. But you don't have to spend money. You don't. You definitely do not have to. Yeah, and you can still have a lot of fun. Yeah. I want to I try it at some point. Well, let me know if you get to rank 14. <laughs> I will definitely play. Or 16, I mean. I, think it's I just think it would be super weird to play this before Breath of the Wild. <laughs> But I don't. I don't have Breath of the Wild like in my sights somewhere, so I don't know what to it's, do. It's, dude. It's really fun. It's. I mean, it's definitely. It takes a lot from Breath of the Wild, but it is. It does hold up for its own game. Okay. We've had some conflicting statements about CD Projekt Red Crunch, so I'll kind of fire it off with um, Jason Schreier reporting on how. Um, the bosses of CD Projekt Red had approached him at some point and wanted to announce that they were going to be avoiding crunch, try to get PR points, obviously. And just recently, uh, Schreier had gotten uh, word of an email sent out studio-wide announcing mandatory crunch. Somebody from the studio, Adam Bukowski, fired back and said that this was um, voluntary. Um, they understand that this was a decision that... Uh, you know they're they're all a part of ten uh, percent of the annual profits the company generates is going to be split directly among the team, etc. Um, and Jason Schreier fired back even further with evidence that showed that um, no, it, it was definitely not like something that the team discussed. It, it is mandatory. It's not like oh we all got together and we all decided that we didn't want to. <laughs> you know we wanted to work instead of going home. through and to the point where CD Projekt Red even sent out like a uh, an email to the <laughs> wives at home kind of thing uh, apologizing for uh, keeping the people at the office late yeah, yikes um, yikes that being said you know I don't want to mitigate how terrible it is just to put it into perspective it is not quite as bad as what we'd see in the United States uh, because these people, there, there is label limits that put the amount that these people can work at 48 hours a week. So they're putting, oh, okay. you know, there, there are a lot of people who typically work 50 hours a week. So it's not a whole lot of more time 
But that being said, it probably has been a very extended crunch period, especially because it was initially supposed to be six weeks leading up to a launch in September that got delayed to November. So, yikes. It's just, it's, it's funny. It's like, you know, try, trying to throw back like, oh, well, you know, everyone agreed to it. Even if that's the case, which apparently it's not, uh, there's like a whole psychological like <laughs> oh yeah no I mean, it's just... to to it's not mandatory but really like how can you refuse they they know that like they've survived you know and thrived on good pr like they're known as like one of the good guy guys in gaming you know they don't want to lose mm-hmm. that status but i don't think there's anything new for them i think we've even talked about before um there, you can find Glassdoor reviews from around the time of Witcher Three. The staff complaining, talking about the terrible culture and the crunch culture and yes. all that. Yep. In other news, the House or a House report may suggest Facebook's Oculus Quest Two account requirement is anti-competitive, and what is a, a dangerous step in turning this gaming podcast even further into a legal podcast. <laughs> I just thought this was an interesting update to uh, the the Oculus Facebook controversy. I mean, it would be cool if the uh, house said that they can't do that. My thinking yeah. is that it's not going to happen. Yeah, well, As nice. with most I don't things. Buy a, uh, I don't want to buy a new VR headset. I have the Oculus, the original one. It's good until uh, 2022, right? Yeah, I mean, honestly, I'll probably buy a new one by then anyway. I figures, you know, big enough gap, be like two or three, like two generations, two and a half. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's doo doo. You know what? <laughs> Official Broken Campfire podcast opinion. Fuck Facebook. Fuck Facebook, dude. Fuck Facebook. Facebook doo doo, like you said. Facebook doo doo. Uh, you know what's not doo doo though? Nexus mod banning all the U.S. <laughs> political mods. Damn right. Um, Except for it is kind of doo doo a little bit. Uh, why can I not play? Uh, why can I not have Donald Donald Trump as the dragon in Skyrim? I I encourage yeah, people I to read this uh, this announcement in full. I'm not going to take a, a lot of time to read it in full, but I will read a little snippet of it. Most of these mods are being uploaded by cowards with sock puppet accounts deliberately to try and cause a stir. If you see one of these mods, I suggest you do as our terms of service suggest and re- report the mod and move on without engaging with the content. Your engagement will only f- fuel the idiots further. Smile will be happy in the knowledge the time it took them to make an account on the site and upload their mod is, longer, is a lot longer than it takes for us to ban the account and delete the mod. To be blunt, <laughs> we do not care how this looks, nor do we care if you think the mods we do or don't moderate reflect on us, our political beliefs, or what we do and don't want on our site. Say and do what you want on other sites or services. We care nothing for it here. Have a great day. I did. I did like the uh, "no shits given" attitude of the of the post. <laughs> what a stance! I admire it. A wide stance. Oh, uh, me? Yes, their website. Do whatever you want. <laughs> That's true. That being said, you know I'm not moderating the website. I feel like it's a bit reactionary, but. Hey, they're they're the ones moderating it. Like you said, it's their website. 
Ain't my yeah, maybe they're just fed up with the uh, the controversy it's creating. Yeah, where there shouldn't be. Flask, it seems like you had you had fun with this next story. You want to cover it for us? Oh yeah, sure. I'll go ahead. Uh, so Rockstar acquired Ruffian Games and rebranded them to Rockstar Dundee. And uh, I just enjoyed that. This is actually a humorous uh, circular journey for Ruffian Games. So DM, DMA Design was founded in Dundee, Scotland, and made the Grand Theft Auto games, among other things. I did not know that. Uh, uh, Take-Two Interactive bought assets from DMA's former publisher, BMG Interactive, and created Rockstar to utilize those assets. Take-Two Interactive then bought DMA, integrated it into Rockstar after GTA 3, renamed it Rockstar North, and moved it to Edinburgh. The co-founder of DMA, David Jones, left Rockstar North to found Real Time Worlds in Dundee again. Uh, After making Crackdown and APB, Real Time Worlds folded. Before that happened, some of the people who had worked on Crackdown at Real Time Worlds left and founded Ruffian Games, also based in Dundee. And now Take-Two Interactive has bought Ruffian Games, folded them in, into Rockstar, and rebranded them Rockstar Dundee. So they've gone from making the people, they've gone from being the people who made GTA but not called Rockstar to now being the people who made Crackdown but called Rockstar. Yeah, in like in spirit. <laughs> the spirit has transferred all the way back. I just think that's funny. Oh, I, appreci- I appreciate the irony. What are you going to do with them? Uh, I I wonder if they'll have no. like a a superhero GTA IP. Oh, you mean Saints Row Four? Something like that. <laughs> I was thinking that. Are they making also that uh, medieval game? Uh, that's rumored. That was that was rumored. I don't like, think we've heard anything about that since. So. I also thought, though, so they, made, they made Crackdown, but they also made APB, right? Yes, that's what killed them. Real-time well, worlds, yeah, at least. I, what if, you know, there's already GTA Online, and obviously they're going to move that over to GTA uh, 6 or whatever. What if they're trying to make, like, a, a more of an MMO to suck more shark dollars <laughs> out of people's wallets? Like they're just going to make a GTA Online? Yeah, exactly. They're going to make APB, but with the GTA... I guess license. Polish. Yeah, yeah, polish and license. Or, like you said, they could make a cool superhero crackdown game. Or a medieval version of those. A medieval game would... I'm not a huge fan, but a Rockstar medieval game could be... Oh, you know what? Hold on real quick here. Uh, For all of our... I'm going to guess there's at least one person that has listened to all these episodes. You've heard me talk about Red Dead Redemption online a lot. Uh, oh yeah, I got. I got uh, I this. Um, you know, suspenders. There's uh, suspenders. <laughs> Listeners at home, I know some of you look up to me as a hero. I have to tell you, uh, I got suspended for one month for taking hacker dollars. Can I tell you, oh. it was fucking sickening to watch. <laughs> this dude put a chest down and you open it up and I just kept grabbing. I grabbed like ten thousand dollars out of there and I said, "He so- <laughs> my money." So oh. I'm gonna I wanna can I want can I talk about this how this all 
transpired. Sorry, I just, I just yeah. want to say, I oh, thought yeah. that you just were given money, but you took it actively. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, it was in a chest, and yeah, I kept grabbing it, yeah. I so, grabbed a whole bunch of it. <laughs> so, uh, one of the, we haven't, basically we're doing this thing where we're delivering supplies to get like $600. So, we're delivering stuff, and all of a sudden, like, we get to the place and there's like gunfire going off. And there's this dude in a white jacket, and he's just killing all these people. And we're like, think he's like an NPC, or like whatever. We deliver everything; it ends, and this guy walks up to us and he starts talking to us. And we're like, "What? Like, who the hell is this?" And he starts dropping like money chests on the ground. He uh, dropped like a hot air balloon for us. He basically like started teleporting us all over the place. It was fucking insane. And John he, uh, flew too close to the sun. Yeah, I was like, and John, you John know, flew way too close. He flew way too close. Of the he actually became best friends with the hacker. No. That that yeah, the, a weirdo. That the next you want to hear? Tell him what happened the next day. Oh, okay. all right. Well, yeah, I, I, I'm gonna make this really quick. Then we're going a little long. Uh, real quick. Oh, you're, you're not fine. only did I take like I took ten thousand dollars in game cash. There's also spawning gold bars, which is like the premium currency. I probably took the equivalent of like fifty real world dollars in gold bars, <laughs> stuffed them in my pocket. Uh, so yeah, so so that was the first day, right? So we were playing, we we're having fun. Okay, everything was cool. And then the next day, just me and Knox. It was early in the morning. Me and Knoxville got on, and I, I I wasn't suspended yet. I got on. We were playing, and then all of a sudden, I thought it was just Red Dead being a piece of shit, and then, like it kicked me out of my game. And I was like, oh, that's weird. And I loaded into another game. I fucking hear the dude's voice. He was like, oh, I didn't think it would actually work. He fucking pulled me out of my game, somehow with his <laughs> hacker powers, into his game. And then he, everyone else came, and then he just was, like, hanging around us the whole time. And let me tell you, the only thing that makes Red Dead Online more boring is having infinite power. Right. You're literally... You're playing for nothing. It's whatever. It's like, oh, I don't have to grind to get this money to buy this anymore. That's what every kid just... learned when using yeah. too many cheats back in the day. Exactly. So this guy's with us, and he won't leave us alone, and he's like a fucking psychopath. To have... like, he's cool with us, and he's like really nice, and he's always like, oh, that made me sad. But anytime we would run up against like a stranger, he was like, guys, get him. We're going to lasso this guy. And he would, I would, <laughs> Crazy guy. Uh, so yeah, he ended up taking us all into his world, and we were kind of his prisoner. We were trying to, we were in Discord talking, trying to uh, devise a plan to kill him somehow and get away. I kept it was like every, a, uh, it was like a Q episode. It was exact. It was exactly like that. I kept uh, taking my for, I kept taking my elephant rifle out and shooting him in the back of the head randomly to see if it would kill him. It would do nothing. It must <laughs> work one of these times. And then I think we just got off that day, and I tried again the next day, and it said you've been suspended for one month. You were the and suspenders after all. That's where it. I just imagine you guys like on, on on his shelf in like one of his glass menageries, just trying to get out. <laughs> <laughs> um. In addition to getting suspended, though, I read uh, your character gets reset for zero, or two zero, which is, is pretty good god. I knew what I was doing when I grabbed that money. So you, you basically... You, you, you suit the equivalent of, like, counterfeit bills. You suicide your character, basically. <laughs> you're you're going to start out with nothing. Yeah, pretty much, like, though, whatever, 100-plus hours of, yeah, of, of, of progress is all gone, but I hate the game anyway. I just... 
can't stop playing it, so I didn't, I didn't really care that much. I'll let you know November fifth. Do you, do you 5th feel like this actually makes you more likely uh, to keep playing the game because you hate it, but you keep you're playing uh, it, and now you have more reason to play it in a perverse way? Actually, yes, probably. Because before <laughs> I really, even before I did get the guys bond, that's actually the kind of the got him too. I had already bought just about everything in the game, and I already had a good amount of money. I just took it because I was greedy. And I was just having, I didn't give a shit about the game. I didn't need it. I didn't think I, the only thing I bought with it was a, a small wagon, which I could have bought with the money mm-hmm. I had already. But it was still pretty fun. And so, Greg, so Greg you profited yeah. off that venture and you haven't been suspended, right? No, I, uh, I didn't fucking, I'm not a cheater, dude. No, Rockstar, I, got I, Rockstar, I would never money. fucking cheat. He bought, the thing is, though, Greg spent all of it. I don't know if that yeah, matters. Yeah, so basically, yeah. I I did not get as much as John. I maybe got, like... That's true, too. Five, I maybe got, like, $1,000, and I was like, oh, and the per- we were with uh, Danny, and he was telling us, like, yeah, we'll just reset your character. We're like, oh, fuck. I was like, well, I might as well buy everything while I have, can have it. And I fucking laundered out all my money and bought, like, all the upgrades for camp. I was like, all right. John's gonna go for broken. As soon as he gets unsuspended, he's just gonna hack again to get back to where he was. Yeah, when it, well, I think I don't know. I think it was Greg said he checked back, and the hacker is is gone. Yes, the he's hacker. Not, so I'm waiting the hacker him. to join my posse because we basically wanted him to like. He was like trying to get us to like follow mm-hmm. him, and we had to use it to get in like the same horse and shit as him. And he was just gone that day. Oh my god! He just exploded. Rest in peace, Yeah. That's what's going on with Red Dead, if anyone was wondering. And Rockstar. My other favorite hackers. That's where they're busy. The one that you guys just talked about, of course, is Phil Spencer. Because he said, he said, despite what Apple says, Microsoft Game Pass will end up on the iOS. Hmm. Are you going to tell him, though? I sure. So they were talking about maybe some kind of browser solution (laughs) that sounded like they would. Put up a browser storefront you can access through mobile to just that's funny <laughs> i mean it makes sense when you think about it i mean like if on google chrome i can buy anything right or i can buy x number yeah. of things and i could buy the same things if i went on my phone to google chrome i mean there's no reason why they couldn't just make a mobile friendly browser app for game pass instead of just making it an app Plus, you already do all the account shit on the website. Yeah, for sure. Like the like the in depth stuff. So it'll be interesting to see how they accomplish that, if they accomplish that, and Apple Apple responds in any way. Oh, they will. Phil says so. I I know based on the timing of this one, we didn't talk about it, but if I know me and John talked about it, so it feels like we did. Uh, Starbreeze reconfirms that Payday Three is in development and we'll be using the Unreal Engine, surprising everyone who just assumed the mildly villainous developer had crumbled into dust and blown away. I like that, Flash. That's good. <laughs> I did that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's funny to read, like, the announcement and then read everyone in the comments below, like, listing all the things that they either did that they explicitly said they weren't going to do. Or did wrong. Or just did to, like, screw over the consumer. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you know, John and I were kind of talking about it. Uh, Payday 3 it sounds cool, I guess, but it's not something I expected. 
It's not something I necessarily super want. Like, I loved Payday 2, and especially me mm. and you, Flash, we put, we put a lot of time into it, but it's hard imagining what they do oh, with yes. the Payday 3. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what I mean. Like I said, maybe I'm just being small-brained, but Payday 2 seemed like a pretty complete package. I don't know what else. What else you do with it, right? What are you gonna? I mean, what are you gonna rob? Payday Two ended with you taking over. Uh, one of your people uh, took over as president. <laughs> Did it really? Yeah, that's like the secret ending. You get. You think one of the people dies, but really you see them online or on on TV. Is your other guys are like on a beach drinking beers? El Presidente. And, yeah, I forget. I forget which. I don't know all their names well enough, but one of them. Yeah, the president. Doesn't that game uh, have like a like a? Doesn't it go into like uh, mystical territory? Yeah, there is. I like I said, I haven't played. I don't think I've even played as much as you guys. But I, yeah, I've seen a few of the heists uh, just online. Yeah, like there's like a secret one where you go into like an underground like tomb temple and, and you fight like spirits. What the fuck? I guess we never encountered that. Star. Was it introduced after we kind of fell off? Of it, playing, it might or was have been. It, we, did we just never get there? We, we just might not have gotten to it because sometimes we would get back to playing and like we just wouldn't play all the content that was released even then, you know. So yeah, we just like played the, played same the same levels same or whatever to master them. Yes, <laughs> which was fun. It was to fun. Us. Night raid and uh, yeah, dude. Me and Flash got those maps down to a science. Oh, and the Go Bank, that too. Calculate. Yeah, it's like, uh, I'm looking at a video right now. It's like a secret ending where you have to, there's like a giant vault and it's got these hieroglyphics and it's also got something to do with Gus from Breaking Bad. Oh, oh he's yeah. the he's <laughs> the dentist or something like that in the, the doctor. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking at a video right now. See, so yeah, at the end of the secret ending, they give you even like the, uh, the little, like, Changed, now financially set for life, moved to LA and lived out his dreams of becoming an arms master and stuntman. Like, they give you the where are they now? All the characters. That must have been like a final mission. I don't, I don't type know. Thing I don't, I never just, played. Yeah, I think, it, well, I think it was like even like a secret. Mm. I don't know. Whatever. I'll stand you guys. But, anyways, I just don't see where they're going to go. Unless they, they I mean, reboot or do They got to reset crew. it, right? Yeah, maybe they'll just see the new engine as like a, a, a fresh lease on life and just kind of. Do a whole new thing, you know. Go back to the basics and build up again. Yeah, it would be cool. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know what I would want them to do. Payday Two felt cool with the fact that you could have like your your loud loadout and your stealth loadout, but at the same time, whenever I could, I always just wanted to go stealth. So I don't know how you. Yep. I don't know how you resolve that. It never felt better to go loud, except for the missions that were designed specifically to go loud. You know. That's true. I agree. Maybe uh, even more. Uh, I don't know. Not not necessarily options in terms of that, but like more um, ability to be very specific about your customization. Something like that, yeah. Like being able to retain. Because I re I remember running into like limited space more than anything. Yeah, for sure. As a problem with that. All right, fellows, we've been potting for a while, and I think it's time to let our listeners know that they can contact us at brokencampfiregmail.com. They can rate us on iTunes, a 5 out of 5. They can tell their friends about how good of a gaming podcast we are, about how smart and funny all of us are, and you know we're all big brain, galaxy brain, comedian-type folk. You know, we all, We're all super rich off our comedy and our gaming, and uh, we just like to chat with you sometimes. 
I'm a trillionaire. John's a trillionaire. It's counterfeit, John. <laughs> All right, uh, left brain veto. How are you going to lead us out? At me or him? That's you. It's me. Uh, veto's. Wait, hold on. What is, That's the counting one. Um, it's it's ain't saying hail Satan. It's just saying it over and over. Hail Satan. Hail Satan. Well, Vito's hail logical Satan. half was known for hail saying Satan. that frequently. So. Hail Satan. Hail Satan. Hail Satan. Hail Satan. Happy Halloween, everybody. Happy Halloween and hail <laughs> Satan. <laughs> <laughs> just, just <laughs> end it on that. It's a Halloween episode. <laughs> that's not. <laughs> no, that's it.